The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. Okay. Hello everyone and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast, coming to you live on Port Fan Radio. I'm your host as always, Macca19, and joining us, as usual, is Portia. Hey, I just thought I'd wait until we started to pour my second cup of tea. So, uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, well it's a nice, nice casual night. Uh, as I sent a text to uh, Macca earlier, um, the fan of drafting to me, the level of excitement you feel, it's kind of like the same you feel when you're an eight-year-old going to the Magic Cave to tell Santa what you want. Um, it's just really... Yeah. It's 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 footy nerd Christmas. Uh, it's a really exciting time, and I don't know how I'm going to sleep is. on Wednesday night. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> Does that make me Santa Claus, or in this scenario, or what? No, no, it makes the outcome of the AFL draft Santa Claus. You know, you, oh, can, fair so, you, can, you can tell Santa that you want a rocket car, <coughs> but you're probably lucky to get uh, I don't know whatever you know pair of socks, and you just get what you get. Pair of socks. Yeah. That's it. Absolutely. Well, we've got another guest with us this evening, and uh, for the first time on the podcast, uh, a big warm welcome to Filthy. How are you, mate? Thanks for having me on. That's all right. Uh, And tonight we are doing the Phantom. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight we are doing the Phantom Draft. We'll go through the first 15 picks um, up until Port Adelaide's third pick, and, um, and then we'll stop it there, because there's no point doing uh, any more after that. And we'll talk about some, um, some uh, potential rookie picks as well. But first things first, there is some news that came out today that um, Port Adelaide have nominated both um, Kai Pudney and Martin Frederick as uh, as next generation uh, picks. So it means that if they're there with our, uh, if they fall through to the rookie draft, then we'll be selecting them as Category B rookies. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, guys? I'm pretty expected. Probably to be expected. I think um, I think Frederick's probably a little bit of a shock. I, yeah. I didn't think we would go there, but um, they obviously see something in him. Um, I'm I'm very very happy to get Pudney. Um, yeah. I think if yeah, all he needs to do is improve his foot skills ten percent, mm. and uh, and he's going to be a pretty good player, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I mean, I guess in part uh, we could be looking in this draft period to sort of replace the guys who traded out and. Um I don't know, even if he doesn't, he might be a replacement for Pittard. <laughs> yes. Yes, he might be. Yeah. He might I'm be. A, I'm a big fan of Pudney. I don't really know about Fredericks, but I think it's... I think this um, NGA and how we got the new Sanford rules, this is like the closest thing that we have to like a juniors thing now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Like, just to put Fredericks on for the rookie list, just to, you know, build him up through the magpies. Maybe he doesn't become something, but it's still... You know, something there. Especially with the Look, he had a good year. He had a good year in the SANFL um, under 18. So, um, look, he's, he's worth a bit of a shot. Um, as I said, I'm, I'm not really expecting him to do much, but, look, who knows what will happen once he's in an AFL environment. For me, yeah. I, I'm just disappointed. I like the punny one I'm fine with. The predict one I'm not really happy about because, like, he joins our list Definitely as our last player, and more importantly, as our last player in a position that we drafted like three or four guys for last year, you know, smaller defenders. Mm. Um, and they're coming on. You know, like Joel Garner with the one-year start on Martin Frederick. On, on Frederick, I don't see him beating that, you know, for, for whatever spot opens up. I just don't see that happening any time in the near future. So 
I hope he's only on a one-year yeah. deal because I think that this time next year we'll be saying that. Nah, off you go, thanks. Well, we should be. Look, it's a Category B rookie, so at the end of the day, it's not taking up a proper spot on the list. It's an ex- it's a it's an extra. Nice. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just wait and see what happens there. Um, but of course, they have to fall through to the rookie draft in any case. Um, so who knows? They might get bid on um, late in the draft. You never know. Hmm. Apparently, Sydney are pretty keen on Pudney, so they might uh, they might go there. Um, not sure about Frederick, but uh, I guess we'll wait and see. Okay. Just, so, can I do a forecast question, which is that do you think that Sydney will bid on Pudney if we bid on Nick Blakey? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can definitely see that happening. And uh, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I like a bit of gamesmanship. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, righto. Let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, we decided the draft order pre uh, pre podcast, and Porsche, you're going to go first. I am. Um, so, pick one of the 2018 national draft is Carlton Porsche. Your time starts now. Look for me, Sam Walsh. He's a good player. He's a really, really good player. Carlton had a dip at the first pick in the draft a few times now in early picks, and they always pick a midfielder pretty much. Um, I've mm. got them picking Jack Lucosius from the Woodville West Torrens Eagles. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lock it in. Uh, I think lock it he, in. Yeah, lock it in. I think he's an important player type for them. I think his versatility means that he can fill a lot of roles for them um, if they need him to in the short term uh, until at least they uh, delist Mitch McGovern or something like that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no, I think he's uh, got a huge amount of potential going forward. And I don't think they're afraid of the South Australian factor. Like, if you're talking about Victorian clubs that would be less likely to care about the South Australian factor, like Cullen's right at the top, aren't they, you know? Um, yeah. They've got a, a storied history of excellent South Australian players playing for them. Um, so I, I don't think the growth factor is a real worry for them at all in this case. And in that case, I don't see why they wouldn't pick Lukosius. Um He's a yeah. key position forward. <clears throat> he's got agility. He's got skill. He's got game sense. He's got everything you want. Um, Phil Carmen move over. He's the new South Australian messiah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he can do it all. So uh, there you go. Phil, what are your thoughts on uh, Jack Lukosius, mate? Yeah, I would have picked him straight away, pick one as well. He's just, I can't even see what the knock is. People start like trying to knock his marking and stuff like that, and his marking's just as good as, it's fine. He's going to have no problems at AFL level at all. So, you know, I yeah, know you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think so. Yeah. But they're saying Calm's going to go Sam Rogers for so long, and then there's been other whispers lately, but I don't know. Yeah. There's been whispers about Rankin in the last week. Um, that'd be a bit of a surprise, but uh, yeah, look, I'm expecting Carlton would go Sam Walsh. But uh, look, I've I've got Jack Lukosius as the best player in this draft. I think he's the best key forward that's been drafted for you know close to 20 years now, and um, I've got no doubt that he's going to be a very very good AFL player. Um, as you said, like people are knocking his marking, and you know, there's no point in being a fantastic contested mark when you're that agile and you're that quick that you can just run your opponent off your feet anyway. Um, and that's probably his, uh, in inverted commas, problem, is that he's uh, he's too agile for his opponents. Um, and, look, he can do it all. Um, you know, he's, he had a really good year at SNFL senior level. He was wonderful at the championships. He's done it all. He's going to be a star, no doubt about that. Yeah. He's still taking contested marks, though, so I'm not seeing... It's yeah. just maybe he's not taking big hangers or maybe he's not... Yeah, he's still taking marks as good as any key forward that really I can see at that level. 
I think people are just concerned about his weight and lack of yeah. sort of body mass and strength at the moment. But that, that's going to come. You know, he's a 195-centimetre kid. Not everyone can be as built as, you know, John Patton when he was a 18-year-old yeah. or Tom Hawkins, you know. Some kids uh, start from a bit from a fair way back. And the fact that he's still doing what he's doing now. Um, and, look, he play, he's played senior footy at SANFL level, which is a serious competition for two years now, and, uh, and has more than held his own. So I've got... I've got no issues with his body size or anything like that. And looking just on his weight, I mean, he's the same. He's, sorry, he's one kilogram lighter than Max King and Nick Blakey. Uh, yeah. And ben King. You know, like he's. It's not like he's alone as being a skinny tall forward. And even in this yeah. draft, he's not alone as being a skinny tall forward. Um, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Look, if he had Hugo Munn's body, he wouldn't be as agile as he is, and he wouldn't be Jack Lacosius. So that's that. Yeah. For sure. Uh, right. So it's my pick next. Gold. Cold Coast pick two. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Sam Walsh. Yeah. Uh, I think he's the second best player in the draft. He's the best midfielder that's going to be drafted since I think Josh Kelly, and maybe even a little bit further beyond that as well. Um, he can do it all. He's had a wonderful junior career. He was excellent last year as a bottom major, um, playing mostly on a wing, um, and he's backed that up this year, playing a little bit more inside and uh, and just dominating. He uh, he was the luck medalist. Um, he's quick. He's got great agility. He's got good skills. Uh, he's a great leader. He can do it all. Yes, I agree. Um, he is a fantastic player. Um, I think this is the right way to go for Gold Coast. And I know that it's been mooted for a long time. You know, they were going to potentially go Lucosius and um, Rankin at two and three. And I think that looks good. Um, but I think if you throw Sam Walsh in there, I mean, that just that's. A, a, I think it's more what Carlton desire. Yeah, like with Lucosius and, and Rankin, if they did that, I think that they'll get excellent players. I don't know that they're the same natural... I think they know that they're the same natural fit for Gold Coast as um, mm. Sam Walsh would be. Phil, what do you think Sam Walsh, mate? Yeah, I love him. Just same as everyone else. He just gets so much of the ball and does, does good things with it. He's one of those players you know, who's just going to piss everyone off because he's just going to come into a game. <laughs> He's going to kill your team, and you're going to know you know what's going to happen, but you can't stop it. Yeah, yeah. He'll be one of those players yeah. that you just know whenever you come up against his team, he's going to kill you every time, but you can't do anything about it. Yeah, and he's been doing that for quite a while now at his and, level. Yeah, and look, I mean, in the um, the preview for Bit uh, Country, like I compared him to Nathan Buckley, and I, I do feel he lives up to that in terms of his just his consistency, his ability, his ability to hit up targets and play a bit inside and outside. Um, he's he's should be a fig jam, absolutely. But I don't think he even is, so that's even better. No, I don't think he is. Um, <laughs> and look, that's a great fit for Gold Coast. He'll play straight away round one and probably just about be their best player <laughs> straight so. away, yeah. um, pretty much. Um, I would expect him to win their best and fairest next year and uh, win the rising star. Well, I mean, I um, they don't do a Bryce Gibson make him part of the leadership group as soon as he's drafted. Yeah. Well, look, I think it's pretty clear he's going to go to Carlton. And, look, I think he's a great fit for Carlton as well. Mm. I think, um, you know, they need midfield class. They, you know, all their best midfielders are ageing at the moment. Yeah. Um, he will come in straight away and transform that midfield group. And whilst, you know, Look, they've still got Kuno, they've got Mackay up forward, they've got developing tolls already. They lack that real junior superstar midfielder, and I think that um, with Walsh, 
um, likely to go pick one. I think that's uh, that's a good fit for Carlton as well. But, uh, just to clarify, we are in fact picking Sam Walsh to Gold Coast. We are you? picking Sam Walsh at Gold Coast. Yes, <laughs> uh, enjoy the suns, <laughs> Sam. Yeah, and the sun. Uh, and the women up there. That'd be great. And uh, Phil, it is your turn. Gold Coast pick three, back-to-back. Uh, yeah, you guys kind of threw a little bit of a spanner in the war. In the <laughs> <way. laughs> I mean, the first two really picked themselves. There's no the way that the first two picks go any differently in the draft, just that the order will change. Yeah. But, you know, if they had taken, if the Gold Coast had taken Lukosius, I just would have gone, okay, let's just take Isaac because he's just so talented. Yeah. He, he may cut and run after two years, but with Gold Coast, you can't... They're so likely to lose any drafting <laughs> that you just can't get... Who cares? Just got to take the most talented. But That's it. Um, yep. For me, that's probably going to be Bailey Smith. Whoa. And, that, really? and even though they're taking... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though they're taking Walsh, I would still take Bailey Smith here. And you guys said this the other day, like he'll, he's just going to come in, he's going to play straight away, he's going to, and they need great, they need people like Walsh and Smith, like training and playing with that group. Like no one's going to lift that sort of standards, like those two guys coming in. Yeah. So I'll take him. And if he asks to go back in two years, then he goes back in two years and take the draft picks. But yeah, I'll take Smith. I love him. He's good. Look, we, we all love him. I, I'm not sure there's really too many people in the country that don't love Bailey Smith, to be honest, because he's just that good. And, uh, you know, he's a professional kid. He works his ass off. He gets a lot of the ball, gets it inside, gets it outside. He's damaging. Um, and, look, if Gold Coast were to end up with Walsh and Smith on draft night, they would be absolutely stoked with that because it pretty much immediately transforms their culture as well. Um, to bring in two... Uh, talented 18-year-old midfielders who you can both play straight away, who are both super professional. Um, you know, that, that's probably a great fit for them. Yeah, yeah. I'm very tempted to go Isaac, but and if they'd gone, if they'd got Jack, I probably would have just lent towards Isaac, but Smith is just perfect for them, really, with what they need in terms yeah. of that culture and that kind of hardness. Because he just, when you watch him in games, he just wants to carry the team. He does. Epic as well. And I think that would be a really good thing for their, for their club. Yeah. Look, I mean, I'm a big fan of Smith. I'm surprised that you've made the selection, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bailey Smith, he's a fantastic attacking midfielder. Um, he can play a bit inside. He's very good outside. He's super damaging with all his touches. I just love the way he plays. I compared him to a young Nick Stevens, which... Hopefully he doesn't go on to become an ex-Gonelg, ex-Carlton wife beater, but uh, that's unlikely in most cases. Uh, <laughs> yeah, at, uh, he's, look, he's a very talented player and I would love to have him at Port Adelaide, but uh, unfortunately it's not going to be because he's apparently going to the Gold Coast with pick three. Oh, so if they get the two midfielders, do you think Gold Coast uh, fans would be happy with that, um, given that they have minimal tall players on their list? Maybe... But once Lukosius goes, like, I don't really know how they want to build their spine. And they've still got pick six. Like, they could still take Ben King with that pick. Like, yeah, that's true. Yes. That is true. Yeah. And then they've got picks in the 20s. You know, you could take Bailey Williams. Yep, that's true. Also true. They can yep. do this. You know, they just need – they really need sure things and they really need 
um, really solid players that are really going to change that culture and be really good on the field at the same time. Yep. Fair yeah. enough. And screw it if they're both mids. Like, they need help everywhere anyway. They need everywhere. That's right. All right. Porsche, pick four. St Kilda, the now Saints. I've a, now, I've got a real tricky one, to be honest. You've got a real tricky one. That's a real corker. <laughs> King or Rankin is my choice, pretty much. Max King or Rankin. Uh, I think they desperately... Go Ian Hill. You know you want him. <laughs> I think they desperately need a, a Isaac Rankin for class, but if Max King's there at four and Bailey Smith's gone and Walsh is gone, um, why, would they, why would they risk Rankin knowing that the SA clubs have already said they're going to gun for him? <laughs> mm. uh, gee, I don't know. I mean, I think... I think you've got to go Max King, don't you? I think I'll go Max King. Pick four. Locking uh, in Max King? Yeah, locking in Max King. Max King for Sandringham, uh, Vic Metro player, 202 centimetres, 85 kilos, uh, key forward, fantastic key forward uh, when he is available to play. He has a lot of talent. He has a lot of... He's basically the guy you make in PlayStation. I think I said that on the Vic Metro night. We discussed him. Yeah. Um, you know, 202 <laughs> centimetres, key forward, can do whatever. Yeah, that's him. And he's got a few tricks in terms of kicking goals. It's not just mark and set shots. He can do, you know, check side kicks and whatever else as well. So um, he's a very complete forward, I think. And I think that um, at St Kilda, look, there's no doubt he will add something to their side if he ends up there. And, yeah, why not? Why not do it? Sandringham boy, he's just down the road. Um, why not? Why not? Look, he's, uh, he did his recovery at, uh, at the Saints, so they know him very well. I think that's the obvious choice. I think that's probably going to play out that way on draft night as well. Um, but I guess you never, never know. Um, mm. Look, it, it is a really good fit for St Kilda. Uh, they need tall forwards. As we said, you know, McCartan's not uh, come on at all. Um, you know, Bruce has struggled over the last couple of years. Memory's undersized. Uh, Battle's a little bit undersized as well. They need a, a big tall target to kick to. And uh, Max King provides that. As you said, he doesn't. He's not just a mark and kick player. He gets his goals in lots of different ways. Um, it's a real shame we only got to see him in one game this year. Uh, would have loved to have seen what would have happened had he played the whole season and where he would have been ranked um, at the end of the year if he had have done that. But uh, this is what um, he's been dealt with and what we have as uh, as watchers as well. And uh, yeah, Max King at uh, at the Saints. I think that's a good pick. What do you reckon, Phil? Yeah, I like him. It's um, it's just kind of a really easy pick for Saints because they just need a key forward so bad. And they're so, like, Saints fans, I kind of have to face the fact that they're going to be shit for quite a few years to come. Plenty of opportunity to pick up, like, a, another, like, Bailey Smith or Sam Walsh type of player. But they're not always going to have a Max King type player that you can take, and they need they need that key forward, and then yeah. they can sort of build around him. You know? yeah. yeah, absolutely. And look, they've got a couple of later picks as well. Uh, what have they got? They got thirty six and forty six. They should be able to get some pretty decent midfielders there. Um, you would think um, that should help them along. Um, but look, pick four. You, you can't overlook Max King at that spot. I don't reckon. And before we move along, I just want to now be, because I held it back a little bit, I want to be critical of um, picking Bailey Smith at pick three now. <laughs> ah. um, I want to say that, like, Sam, for me, Sam Walsh, Max King at two and three, then there's no way that... I don't reckon St Kilda picked Ben King at four. That's way too early. I don't think Porter picked Ben King at five. That just seems stupid to try that. 
And I think Gold Coast could pick up a pair of twins and they'd have, in that case, an excellent midfielder from Vic Country, so a minimised go-home for a Victorian, and you'd have the King Twins. And that would be wonderful for their attention and for their talent, as well as replacing a Tom mm. Lynch up forward and giving them the midfielder and a backman as well. Uh, I think that's, you know, for to replace Stephen May. Um, I think that that works really well for them. So Fair enough. Yeah, yeah strategically, that's probably what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think... If, Fair enough, if, but... If, if to get two sure things in the midfield, oh, yeah. it's uh, it's hard to look that up as I'm well. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I reckon if you're taking a holistic view of their first few picks, I reckon that's more what they would lean to if Jack Lukosius went number one. Yeah. That's all good. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, I reckon. Yeah. Right, I'm going to bid on Nick Blakey here. Mm-hmm. Right, it's uh, pick five, Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide's first pick. Uh, I'm going to put the bid on Nick Blakey because he is that good that he should be going there if he was in the open draft. He's 195 centimetre forward, um, linked with three different academies. He's chosen the Swans. He's going to go to Sydney. And uh, he's an outstanding-looking prospect. Yeah, Nick Blakey, I, I really enjoy. He's like a Westhoff that can probably play a better key position and has a bit more excitement about his when he plays. He does enjoy it. He enjoys getting <coughs> the, for a forward. I mean, it's really great to see a key forward at junior level that already loves having the ball in his hands. And I think that's what you really get from Nick Blakey is just an enthusiasm for the game. Uh, desire to be the one, like we used to say about Chad Wingo, the desire to be the one that kicks the winning goal. Um, I think he's mm. got a huge amount of talent. He's got a lot of potential. I think he's got the background to really, you know, succeed at SA, uh, sorry at AFL level. And I think that he'll, um, yeah, come on really well. Then of course I reckon Sydney will match. <laughs> what do you reckon? Oh, I think so. I reckon. Uh, I reckon they'll probably do that. Yeah, yeah. They'll take the points hit. Points aren't everything. They'll take the hit and. Uh, yeah. And accept that Blakey is that good that he should be going there. What do you reckon, Phil? Yeah, he's good. It's I've seen some of the numbers. Like he finds quite a lot of the ball for like a sort of tool, sort of forward. And they talked about him kind of being like he could be a midfielder if he wanted to be. Yeah, but just too valuable, you know, if he can go forward and be an aerial target. But you know, he's quite often he was finding like you know twenty five touches and stuff like that in some of the in some of his games. I was hearing so that's. That's a pretty good sign when you've got a guy that can do that. Yeah. But then also no his, the traits that he does, like in the air and can move the way he does. Yeah. Look, I, I think uh, there's definitely midfield potential in him, whether he becomes too valuable as a key forward, I guess we'll wait and see. But um, he does have that sort of pace and agility that he can play anywhere on the park if he wanted to. And, uh, look, he could become a very damaging uh, centre-square midfielder if... if uh, uh, if he was to develop as such. Can I throw a hypoth- hypothetical at you? Is he the next mm-hmm. Adam Goods? Uh, I think that's probably a pretty good comparison, really. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. I-, I think that's pretty fair. <laughs> right. Let's move on. And uh, it's still Port Adelaide. First pick, pick five. Here we go. And uh, look, this player, he... Uh, I can't believe he's still here on the board, okay. to be honest. It's, a it's almost a little bit silly. It's almost a little bit silly. But uh, Luke Valenti with pick five is uh, <laughs> yeah. who I'm going to go with. Um, they will still answer this pick six, though. Pick six, that's right. Yeah. It is officially pick six, that's right. Yeah. No, look, uh, at this point, it has to be Isaac Rankin, surely. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. um, You'd almost think we pre-planned this to see how he gets <laughs> to Port Adelaide. But, uh, yeah. Um, look, he is just too good. He is the wing guard replacement. He is potentially better than wing guard. Uh, potentially could be the best player in the whole competition if he wants to be. 
Um, he's got all the tricks. He's got the X factor. Uh, he can kick goals from anywhere. Um, can pl- run through the midfield. He's got great pace, great agility. Uh, can kick on both sides. Um, he is the match winner. He is your future Norm Smith medalist. Yeah, and look, I mean, just I love the poetic thing about bidding for Nick Blakey so that we draft Isaac Rankin at pick six, which I believe is the same when we drafted Chad Wingate at seven years earlier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think that works out really well. Um, yeah, look, Rankin is basically, if we've decided, oh, we're not in a premiership window, we need to reset up and get a new Wingard. This is, that's what we've just done in this fandom draft. Um, he yep. has huge amounts of X-Factor. He's a very damaging player. We discussed in the draft thing last year that we were ready to draft him last year. Um, you know, we'd happily give up a first-round pick for him last year. And I think that this year we'd be equally happy to give up a first-round first pick for Isaac Rankin. Um, yeah. Yeah, honestly, I think that this almost discredits this fandom draft because people are going to say, oh, they just rigged it so that Port gets Isaac Rankin. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't because uh, we literally did not discuss this at all prior no. to the podcast. No, we didn't. And look, if I, I think there is 0% chance now that Rankin falls to our pick in, in the real deal. But uh, if he was and he's there and we overlook him, I will be crying on air uh, on Thursday night, no doubt. If we if he's there and we pick him, I'll probably cry as well, I think, yeah. uh, from happiness. Yeah, I think you will. Mm. Phil? Phil, what do you reckon? Yeah, I loved watching him at Champs. He was uh, very unique. Cause not often you see people that have his sort of natural skills and vision, mm. some of the stuff he could do. Mm. Like, um, you know, you go to games and, you know, you hear people gasp. Like, every time someone yeah. in the game was like, <gasps> it was after something he did. Yeah. He just does that kind yeah. of silly stuff that makes people suddenly do that kind of reaction. So he's, he's kind of like a real fun player. But, I mean, the question I have about him is that um, the people compare him to, like, Wingard, He's like he's he's got some other pluses. Like he reckon he's a bit quicker, um, a bit more like burst than what Wingard has. But Wingard, I reckon, found more of the ball at the same level. Like I think Wingard showed more midfield potential at the same stage than what Rankin does now. So I don't know what he's. I mean, he's got fine in the um, burst, but he's not finding tons of the ball. Yeah, I mean that's not necessarily a bad thing if he's just, if he just got a superstar up forward. But I wouldn't automatically just assume that he's going to ever be a 25-possession midfielder. No, I think that's probably the big knock on him is that um, uh, whilst I think there is definitely midfield potential there, does he have the work rate uh, to build the endurance base to be able to get to that sort of level where he can become 25-touch midfielder? Mm. Um, Because he's certainly got the raw talent to do that. It's just whether he's prepared to work, whether his body can handle that sort of running to build that uh, endurance base up to do that. But look, even if he just stays as a, a forward-line player, you know, he's still potentially potentially going to kick you 40 goals a year yeah, yeah. and be right around the mark for old Australian, you know, most of his career, you would think. Yeah. Right. Next pick is uh, pick seven, which is uh, Gold Coast. Uh, Phil. Tricky ones. You are you are up for your second pick for Gold Coast. Wait a minute, are we are we like reversing the order so it's like kind of like a snake sort of thing? No, no, no. Oh, was it you no. next? Oh, that'd be great if it was. Please say it's you. Oh, no, it's Phil. It is Phil. Ah, good. Because I thought it went. Oh, is it really me? Yep. Oh, good. Phew. <laughs> Clean up <laughs> your own mess, Gold Coast boy. 
Wait, I'm just checking this out to see if it really is me. It is. <laughs> oh, this is great. It went Porsche Carlton, yeah. me Gold Coast, Phil Gold Coast, and then it's Porsche St Kilda, me Port Adelaide. Yeah. And then Phil, Gold your Coast. pick six, which is now actually pick seven because of Blake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, ideally, like, they'd have a good key forward here, a really good key defender. But, I mean, I don't really rate Ben King that highly. Mm. Really mm. Take him here. So, <laughs> pressure's on. This is hazing. <laughs> Time. Um, Oh god. Two minute uh, extension. <laughs> yeah. Um probably gonna go Well it's kinda of tough here because if I had seen a lot of Ben King as a defender and I knew that he was a really good defender, I would take him. But I've only seen him the games where he's played as a forward and I don't like him at all as a forward. Yep. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't take him off the vision I've seen of him. But if I'd seen a lot of vision where he's a good key defender, I'd take him. But I'm probably going to go with um, probably Connor Rosie. Connor nice, Rosie. Nice. Yeah. Good, good, good He's just pick. a bit of a different – he's a really good player. He's a bit of a different mix to who they've already got. And if they had another, like, player type, like um, – but he's probably the next best player, I think. Tempted to go with um, Coldwell. Mm. But Ray yep. is just super talented and he hasn't had these injury issues. But, yeah, lock him in. Lock him in. Connor Rosie. I think he's a, he's a very good player. He's uh, slightly underrated on big footy, I reckon. Um, I think he's uh, he's right up there at the top of this draft and uh, has definite midfield potential. Um, but look, uh, a forward line going forward, uh, certainly for the first few years for Gold Coast with uh, guys like Ainsworth and Martin and, and Rosie up there, Adds a lot of X factor. Adds a lot of uh, a lot of pace. Um, some good footy IQ. Um, and look, Rosie's a, a great player uh, in the making. Um, he's super athletic. Uh, can kick at a mile. Good skills. Again, he's a bit of a match winner. Um, and look, again, just like um, you know, Lacocious with pick one. Uh, you know, he's done it at SNFL senior level this year. He played in the finals, played a really good prelim final, Was uh, held his own in the grand final as well. So, uh, you know, he's done it all this year as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That, Connor Rosie's a, a great player. I, I think that he's got a lot of potential. He's, I think the reason why, you know, you'd have him behind someone like a Bailey Smith is because he's just probably not quite as steam engineing. And he's a bit lighter framed as well. But, you know, he's right up there in the discussion. And look, there's no reason like that we would not potentially take him at Port Adelaide with pick five. If, you know, mm. Depending on how the, the um, selection panel feels about the players, there's not a huge difference. And I think that uh, for Gold Coast, yeah, Connery is a good pick. Um, I do think, though, that in the way that we've drafted this Phantom, with Sam Walsh and Bailey Smith kind of the closest thing you can get to midfield sure things, I probably would have been willing to take a bet on Jai Coldwell and his injury history. Um, because I think that even if he fails, well, you've still got two gun midfielders in the shaft, uh, and if he comes good, then yeah. you've got a um, you know a Brisbane Lions 2000 season or mid, uh, early 2000s type midfield coming for you. So uh, yeah. I, yeah. I would have been pretty keen on that. 
Look, I still like that. I like Walsh, Smith, and Rosie. I reckon that's a good three picks there. Oh, yeah. um, Gold Coast would be stoked with that, I reckon. Mm. That's uh, really next pick. Midfield. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, next pick is uh, Western Bulldogs pick eight, Porsche. Yeah. Dogs. Uh, mm, yeah, this is a tricky one. Uh, I'm torn. I'll tell you who I'm torn between. I'm torn between Ben King and Jai Cordwell. Um, yep. Ben King, because I see that Max is in Victoria and whatever else. And I think Bulldogs have always struggled a little bit for defenders, tall defenders, I think. And I think he's probably a good pickup for them uh, with that little bit of versatility. But I think Jai Caldwell's got that class edge. But then again, when's Western Bulldogs' next pick? They're not heavily in this draft, I don't think. So uh, hmm. mm, it's a tough one. Um, the Dogs have uh, 27, 32 and 45 after this one. Yeah, but they're going to be giving a bit of that up for um, Riley West, I would have thought. So that's... Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Ben King, I reckon. Ben King. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, the brother. I reckon eight's around the right range for him. Um, and he has got that versatility. I, I know that we can, can lament that we didn't get to see him play as a key defender all year. Um, but the Ooh. fact is, like, he's done it before. Uh, and importantly, the fact that he is versatile, he can play at both ends. I mean, we've seen what that's done with Oscar McDonald for Melbourne. You know, the ability to the ability to take a guy from defence and then play him as a key forward and then restructure your whole side around that change. You know, that's uh, yeah. good. I'm not going to say that Ben King is the most exciting key forward. He absolutely <coughs> lacks the tricks that his brother Max has. But then again, he's only spent one year as a key forward, so who knows? Um, yeah. But I think as a backman, it, you can't go past... In a, a, an athletic, uh, fairly well-skilled, uh, two hundred and two centimetre backman, uh, coming up against some of the, the tall players that are in the league, and uh, some of the young tall players that are coming up in the league uh, in the future. I think that that's a really solid lock uh, in your backline for them. And I don't think that he's the sort that will say, "Oh, I've got to play at St Kilda with my brother." Like, no, St Kilda and Bulldogs is not exactly a long way away. They'll be able to go home. For no. Them. Barbecues on Sundays or whatever the hell else they want to. They're fine. Um, yeah. And I think it's a good pick. So you can tell me that I'm stupid now. Go for it. <laughs> no, I think it's a pretty smart pick for the dogs. I think they need tolls. And uh, look, I'm not 100% convinced that they would pick him as a defender. I reckon they could potentially pick him as a forward as well. Yeah, um, look, he's, he's done everything he could possibly do this year as a forward, playing there for the, pretty much the first time. You know, he, uh, he was the equal highest goal, goal scorer at, uh, at the championships. Uh, he played some really good footy at TAC Cup level. Um, you know, he's, he's held his own. He's done really, really well. As you said, I think he, he lacks probably some of the tricks that his brother does. Um, I don't think he's a great contested mark. He's a, he's a little bit more timid than what, uh, than what Max is. Um, but as a defender, from what I've seen as a defender, I think he's, uh, he looks a lot better. Uh, can read the play really, really well, can impact the play a lot better as a defender, I think. And, uh, yeah, um, I think that's a pretty good pick for the Dogs. What are your thoughts, Phil? Uh, yeah, I mean, cause they, need, they need tools. And uh, they've also it's, you feel pretty safe when, you know, when you've got like um, a guy like Rest you can get for later. So you know you're getting that midfielder as well. Um it's really hard for me to make a call on Ben King because, like, when I talk about, I haven't seen, like, I just haven't seen footage of him as a defender, or I haven't, I didn't get to because I watched the you know, champs. He played up forward. And I don't love him up forward at the moment. He's got like good movement and stuff, but I don't really trust his hands or that stuff against like um because A four defenders 
so much hard, harder to judge because AFL defenders are so much better and they're so like, better organised. So, you know, if you yeah. start run grabbing marks in the champs against some no-name key defender, I don't trust that he's going to be able to do it against AFL defenders. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, for the dogs, fine. And, you know, he, he might be able to play forward or go back or whatever. You know, it's worth a, worth a shot for them. I think so. I think at that pick, pick eight, I think that's. Uh, I think he sits pretty well there. He feels a need for them. Um, they could have gone small, but they're going to get west anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, moving on. And uh, pick nine is the Crows. That's my pick. And uh, at this pick, I can't go past Jai Coldwell. Um, I think he's best available yeah. at, this is uh, at that spot in the draft. Um, if he had have played all year, I reckon he would have gone top three or four. And look, he might still do that on draft night. And there are certainly rumours that he might do that. Um, he shot up the rankings again in the last couple of weeks. Um, but look, he's an explosive inside midfielder, can play outside, can kick goals, good on both sides of his body. Um, you know, the, the Crows need quality young mids as well. And uh, he is certainly that. Whilst he comes with some injury issues, I think um, I don't think that's going to be a big issue going forward. Um, and look, you know, it gives him a chance to grow into his body a little bit more. Um, I think he'll be an absolute star at AFL level. Yeah, oh, look, I mean, I, I think that um, this is a, a where you see starting to see the pivot between talent and risk and all that sort of stuff. I think that Adelaide can't afford to take this kind of risk on someone like Jai Cordell because if he does turn out, he is exactly what they need. You know, they've got. A, They've always got a lot of crowbots. Crowbots are easy to find, and they can always turn mm. players into crowbots if they want to. But they need someone with a bit of flair and a bit of bit of eliteness, really. I mean, that's always been the flaw of their strategy: is when they come up against players like that, and that's when zones and all the mathematics falls apart. Um, yeah, I'm sure there were probably a lot of people out there saying, "Oh my god, I can't believe they have looked Jackson Hately." But nah, I reckon it's the right way to go for them. Um, yeah, I think it's a good choice. Yeah, I love him. He's really good. I think I said this um, in another thing on Spreaker chat that when I watched him, he looks like he's on his toes around stoppages. He just looks like he's yeah. ready to go. He's, he's pretty quick off the mark, so it kind of shows, but, you know, he makes everyone else look like they're sitting back on the heels and he's just ready to spring. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like seeing that in players. Yeah, that's what makes him so good. He reads the play really, really well. He's, uh, he's almost in perpetual motion and... Uh, you know, he's got that burst speed to break away from a pack as well. Um, he is a, a legitimate gun in the making. And uh, hopefully he can get his body right and does play a lot of AFL footy because uh, there's a potential star um, there. Yeah. Right, pick 10. Defensively really good around the stoppages as well. Like, he, mm. you won't see... When he's there, you won't... If he doesn't win it, he doesn't let other people get out very easily with it as well. Yeah, he's good defensively, yeah. All right, pick 10. Phil, you're up. GWS, uh, uh, their first pick this draft. Yeah, so this is uh, GWS. Uh. <laughs> so this is where <laughs> I kind of had it marked down as where it gets really kind of hard. Like all those players now, all the guys that I think have just, I think kind of picked themselves to some yep. degree, some order. And once you get past those names, I'm not. Confident. Well, if, if, confident. if it helps, 
remember that SteelOS then port then GWS, so they'll be thinking who would port take, and then they'll be juggling their picks appropriately. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so word is apparently that they really like Hately, and he wouldn't be a bad choice for them. They love that kind of type of player. Um, but they've also, unless they've traded them all away, back to Victoria and back to their teams, they've got quite a few contested sort of ball-winning mids. And probably think maybe they need a runner, like um, probably Jordan Clark, I think is who I'd pick for them. Okay. Yeah, so you're going with Jordan Clark? Yeah, yeah I think it's a bit of a risky pick because he's a bit... But I think everyone from now on is pretty risky, except for maybe is not, but Clark, what I don't like is he's kind of like, I think he's kind of positionless at the moment. I'm not really sure he plays that same sort of role that he has been playing at AFL level, but he, I like that he plays a game of speed. Yeah. So when you look at, when you look at his footage, I mean, I don't know what his testing is, and you look at people's testing, and so like Tom McKenzie, when you saw his testing was insane. But you don't see it no. in games. Like when you see no, that's right. Clark, Clark plays at a really fun, like, quick pace. So I really like that about him. Just about no matter what position, like he's gonna. Are you gonna try to make him a defender, or are you gonna try to move him into the midfield? And so I think <laughs> it's risky, but GWS can take that risk. It really depends on who picks him. I'm glad you went with Clark. I love Jackson Hately, but. I think he would be absolutely the wrong pick for GWS because they've already got Taranto, they've already got Hopper, yeah. they've got Callum yeah. Ward. Like, how many of the same type of player do you need? Yeah, um, I don't, I don't think they really need him, but they certainly need someone like Clark um, yeah. because Heath Shaw's what thirty-three now. You know, he's not got long left, um, and Clark is absolutely the type of player that can take over from Heath Shaw straight away. Yeah, um, and. The debate whether he becomes a defender or a midfielder, I think with GWS, I reckon he stays a defender. If he was going to the Crows or Port Adelaide or somewhere else, I reckon there's a chance he becomes more of a midfielder. And look, certainly in time, he might become that for GWS as well. Um, But look, they need some more run and carry from the back line. They've obviously got Whitfield there as well, who did a really good job as Old Australian this year. But as the perfect Heathshaw replacement, you can't go wrong with Jordan Clark. Mm. Yeah. He's a bit of a creator with his kicks. He can be, with some other people yeah. are um, a bit safe, a bit chip- chippy. It's sometimes good that they can retain possession, but you need him to be able to do both. I mean, I'm not sure he can really do the both, but at least he can he can start some offense with his kicks. Yeah, yeah. he takes the game on, which I like. I'm, I'm not a fan of Jordan Clark, which is why I let you guys go on for a bit. Um, yeah. in, in the WA week, I talked about. You know, he's a good long kick. He's good at reading the play, coming into defence. I don't think he's a defender. I think if you play him in defence, I think you're going to be disappointed. I think he has to be a midfielder, in which case he's a player in transition. And I think that at pick 10, um, I think that's a little bit too early for him personally. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think for a dedicated play creator, because that's what he is, I think I'd want to see more precision in his targeting and kicking. I don't think he's got it. Um, and again, that doesn't make him a top 10 pick for me. Uh, and I also reckon WA kind of crimped him up a bit as well, like he, he was being played in defence because I think physically he wasn't ready for midfield this year against, you know, some of the bodies against, uh, you know, uh, Vic Metro, Vic Country and all that. Uh, so, I don't know. And also, it was a terrible year for WA. 
So it's a good year for a, um, a possession getting defender to look really, really good and pump their stats in the championships. <laughs> I'll just add that as well. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons why I would be very averse to drafting him in the first round. But that's me. Mm. There we go. I like him. I like him there. And, and I'm, yeah, if uh, if doing the whole gamesmanship and picking who else was going to pick him wherever, if I had the next pick, I would definitely have picked him for Port Adelaide there. Oh, um God, so oh. that is uh, that's a good uh, that's a good choice to get in before ports, I reckon. Um, but anyway, next uh, next pick is Port Adelaide, pick eleven, Porsche. You're up. Yeah, so we've already picked Rankin, right? So yep. uh, mm. we've got the X Factor. We've got the X Factor. We could go for the Vanilla Factor. He's supposed to go around about now. Um, I am, of course, talking about Taron Thomas, who is the absolute best Vanilla flanker in this draft. Um, mm-hmm. I think I will, in fact, put a bid on for Taron Thomas. And you can do it right. if you match. I reckon you do. Uh, pick 11. Yeah, look, I think you do. I think uh, yeah. I think North Melbourne will, will accept the bid wherever that comes for him, I reckon. Yeah, and, uh, look, look, he's a, he's a good player. He's potentially a very, very good player. Probably didn't have the best year. Um but uh, the potential is there for everyone to see. Um, he can play defensively. He can play as an attacking player. He uh, can play as a third toll forward. Um, but he does look best uh, through that midfield. Yeah, and look, I mean, for me, the reason I picked him is because I described him as a vanilla flanker, but he's just really, really good. And for as a player type, I didn't mention it in the week, but and I don't think he's a match for play, but remember Chris Johnson from the Brisbane Lions and how, you know, he was just a really excellent solid defender but he was drafted at pick two right you know like he yeah because when you do have a genuinely complete player even if they're not exciting even if they don't ooze x factor that's actually really really valuable to a side like taron thomas there's no doubt he's absolutely a player that could play 200 games for um uh, north melbourne as a defender i think that he's got enough there he might not be he's not gavin wanganine i don't reckon but as a, a long-term contributor, I think he's there, and I think this is around the right time in the uh, right time in the draft for that sort of player to start going. So, uh, yep. Yeah. What do you reckon, Phil? I, have, <laughs> I, I barely watched anything of him. I haven't even looked at anything ages ago because I just knew he was just going to go to North, so I don't really mm-hmm. care about him. Then, and he wasn't exciting like um, the Sydney guy was at least exciting to watch. So I didn't really pay much attention to him. But I hear good things about him. It seems about Fair the right that someone would be there. And they'll match for sure. They're only, it's not like they're giving up pick 13 or 14 for him. They're giving up like a bunch of third rounders or something. Yeah. 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 Round. yeah. I think it is all third rounders. So, yeah. 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 Well, they've got Bailey Scott to match with as well. Yeah, true. Um, which you'd think they would do later on. But, uh, yeah, there's no, I, I don't think there's any doubt that they'll match wherever the bid comes. Hmm, hmm. In which case, I guess I pick again, right? Should I do another video? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tempted. Look, I'm really tempted to have a crack at Isaac Quainall, not because I want him, but because I reckon this is the point at which Collingwood would definitely match. Um, okay. But I'm not keen for that gamesmanship because I personally could not live with it if they didn't match and we ended up with Isaac Quainall. <laughs> so, yeah, fair um, enough. Um, we've got Isaac Rankin as a small midfielder and this is my worst nightmare, but I feel like the next available player is a small midfielder again and it's Zach Butters. I'm going to draft him. Take butters. And I hate myself. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like like Hately. I'm not as big on you as you are, Macker. I know that you would draft Hately. I'm pretty sure. Um, 
Um, yeah. You know, look at Chase Jones, he's not even the question for me. Riley Colley-Dawkins, I feel like 10 is a bit early for him. Um, Sam Sturt, he's still a big punt. Riley West, I think it's probably a little early to bid on him. And then you're just getting into, like, you know, real late first round, second round uh, area there. So I think it's kind of got to be Butters. So Zach Butters, Butters. he's a, um, another small midfielder. He's a bit more outside. Um, well, actually, he's not that low outside. Um, I love him as a player. He's the sort of player that if he's not at your club, you'll hate him. If he's at your club, you'll absolutely love him. I was watching mm. um, one of the classic games on Fox Footy and Damien Hardwick was playing for Essendon. I remembered how much I hated Damien Hardwick as an Essendon player. Um, remember in 1997 <laughs> yeah. when he came up and, you know, uh, shirt-fronted uh, Gavin Wanganeen at the MCG for whatever reason and yeah. started a big fight? Uh, and then he came to Port and then he was doing things like, you know, diving so hard that he got Ben Cousins suspended until he admitted he faked it and all that sort of thing. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm crediting a lot to Zach Butters, but I feel like he's a engaging guy. I think he's a good team guy. I think he has that in addition to just being a, a pretty solid all round um, uh, midfielder, probably secondary midfielder. I don't think he's a, you know, Ruck Rover, Rover type. I think he's more, just a little bit more outside. And I think he's got a really good attacking instinct. Um, you talk about players that you know uh, are the sort of players that you need to have in a premiership side. I think he might be one. So yeah, Zach Butters. What do you yeah. guys reckon? I can't. I can't believe it's Zach Butters. That's I know, great. right? Um, <laughs> it happened. Look, it happened. It's it's good. I like Zach Butters. Um, I've got him 11th on my talent list, and you just picked him with pick 12, so that's perfectly fine by me. A discount. Um, and look, he's uh, he's a very good midfielder. He gets a lot of the ball. He's uh, he's damaging with it. He is outside at the moment, but can play inside. Um, can kick goals. Um, look, we need players that can play on a wing, can can run and carry with the ball. He can do that, and he's very very good at uh, at hitting targets further upfield. So. Um, I'm a big fan of Zach Butters, and I would be pretty happy if uh, he came to Port Adelaide, I reckon. What do you think, Phil? I'm just surprised because Porsche just drafted our second 181 Oh, All that complaining for years on the podcast, and uh, here's her chance, and uh, she blows it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, for me, this kind of illustrates how how much we would be absolutely champing at the bit to draft Max King at five for me. Um, yeah. Because when you start thinking, oh, we'll get a tall this, we'll get a small here, and we'll get another you know, big midfield or something, it's like, no, there's not all that much there. It's like, if you want a tall forward, it's probably Max King because Lucosius has gone and Blakey's going to Sydney. Um, yeah. So, mm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. If we were drafting for, like, needs, getting Isaac and then getting Butters, that fulfills what we need pretty well. Yeah. 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 I mean, if we saw the draft all like that, we'd be going, okay, they've, they've set out deliberately to get these types of players. They've yeah. said, okay, we need running skilled players. Yeah. But it's a little bit of a hard one to judge. He, I like that he, um, he lowers his eyes and he hits his targets. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they're not really big kicks. They're often just little chip kicks. Hawthorne kicks. But he, he knows how to... Put them to just yeah, let people run onto them. Mm-hmm. The yeah. only problem is that um, we don't have we don't really leave much room for our players to run onto the ball because there's usually fifty players in that one little spot. So um, yeah, but yeah, he's good. Can't believe I butters. Ranking and butters, I'd be I would I would be very happy with that duo. Not I think um, yeah, but oh. it it certainly replaces need. I think. Um, 
Need, not Jake need. I mean, like, need, player need. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> player this, type need. At this point, we've replaced Wingard and, also Jake and Polek, need as well. right? Yeah. Wingard and Polek yeah. are replaced. So next is the Pittard. So good luck who is drafting the next pick. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Well, look, the next pick is pick 13. That's GWS. Um, they went with Jordan Clark a few picks ago. Mm. Um, this is a tough one. This is a real tough one. The next player on my talent list is Jackson Haley, but I just said <laughs> five minutes ago that I'm not gonna, I, I would hate to pick him for GWS. So I'm not going to pick him because no. I don't think, even though I think he's best available, I don't think they would pick him. So for me, it comes down to uh, Bailey Williams, I think, which feels early. Yes. Uh, pick 13. Feels very early for him there. Um, but I'm going to go with Sam Sturt. That's okay. who I'm going to go with, okay. um, which is a, a little bit of a speculative pick. I've got him 19th on my talent list, so I'm overlooking a few other players, but I think um, I think GWS need that sort of player. They, they need that sort of um, mid-size forward with good athleticism, good pace. He's a, he's a huge leap, um, and he's just full of X factor. He's full of match-winning potential. Um, when he gets the ball, something good happens. He's very, very smart with it. Um, and I, I feel like they need that type of player at GWS. Um, with Griffin gone, with Toby Green just seeming to be constantly injured, um, you know, they need another forward that can kick goals, and uh, and Sam Sturt can do that. Yeah, look, I mean, he's got a lot of potential. He's very, he's very raw, though, but he does have... We talk about guys that come into the, um, the teams and they're you know, pretty new to football and as being raw, but like it's not as though he's unaccustomed to high-level sport. He's played rock cricket for six years before that for the state, um, so yeah. he's he's got that background of you know athletic uh, requirements of having to work so hard and all that sort of thing. So he's not a complete newbie when it comes to sport. And that's probably what's held him in good stead this year, quite frankly. Um, yeah. I think that GWS absolutely it's a good environment for him to develop in. You know, they've still got a bunch of players that are not much older than he is and. They'll be able to settle him in, help him learn the ropes, and help him learn the game, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, I think you've uh, made a good pick there, even if it is maybe a little bit early. Mm. I think that there might be a chance they'd be hoping he's around for their late first-round pick. Yeah, probably. But as I said, I feel like I feel like it's probably a bit early for Williams. Um, I'm not sure Hill's a great fit for for um, for GWS. I think. Uh, Riley Collier Dawkins is in the same boat as Haitley is in yeah. that I don't think they they need that type of player. Um, so it was between Sam Sturt and Curtis Taylor, and I think that Sam Sturt's great for athleticism and uh, and goal kicking potential, I think, um, gets him over the line for me there. And also, Curtis, Curtis Taylor can't hit a target. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what do you reckon, Phil? Yeah, so, getting annoyed because I knew. Then I might be picking for Port's last pick. Yeah. And I yeah. had like you know, Butters, who I thought might last, but probably would go a little bit earlier. And then and I was thinking Sturt, what like that. When I, because, so all I've seen of Sturt is the um, highlights or highlights video, because he yeah. did play during camps. Um, he reminded me a little bit of a shorter Todd Marshall. Yeah. He, yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. Yep. So he was clean. Uh, everything he did, when he marks the ball, he marks the ball. He's not like watching Ben King mark the ball where Ben King is body twisted, arms bent. He's full stretch, marking the ball, takes it one grab. He was clean in everything. And he also, like he, um, like his testing is quick, but 
but you can watch him in game and he's game quick. Like he's really game quick as yeah. well. I like that. I like all those things about him. And he's also one of those players that kind of looks like he has pretty good sort of balance when balance when he's on the ground, balance when he's in the air. Mm. So he just seemed like he's caught out. And so I like that. He has all these ticks, but I haven't seen enough of him to see what are the not ticks, what are the bad things. Yeah. And I haven't seen enough footage. But what I do see, I really, really, really like. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah. you want me to scare you, I'll say that he's a raw player that happened to be in probably the most heavily loaded talent side um, yeah. in the TSC Cup this year, and he was not exactly part of the engineer. He was sort of able to flank it a bit and benefit from mm. everyone else. So maybe mm, yeah. maybe he's sort of been carried a little bit by being in a really good TSC Cup side for a raw player. That's That would be my, my potential downside and reason to take mm. him later. I don't think that, that most people will worry much about that, though. No, I'm not very worried about that, no. to be honest. Yeah. All right. Phil, you're up. Pick 14, Geelong. Ah, uh, yeah. So this one, I've got an easy pick, really. I think that I would just pick Haitley here. Yep. It just makes sense for them. Okay. And everything about this zone. So he's really good, like, um, I mean, people, because he's big size and people think of it inside, but he's inside and outside. So even though they've got all these um, inside midfielders now, he's going to be fine playing on a half-board flank and pushing up onto the wings until all these other guys like Selwoods and those guys disappear and he can move into the engine room. But I like him. He's good. I've, I think that's a great pick there. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first because I know you've got nice things to say and it's good to sandwich it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, Haightley, for me, my main concern is his consistency. I think that he's got a bit of that... That Brad Ebert thing, I'm not going to say he's a clone or anything, but he's got that thing where sometimes you go, oh, wow, that's a really neat kick. And then a lot of times you just go, well, what was that? That was just to, to a random spot forward because you just thought, oh, I've got to get rid of it. There we go. Boom. Um, and that's a bit of a turnoff for me when you're talking about like elite midfielders. I think there's better midfielders still available, but probably not quite at his height and build. Um, and so I, I guess it really depends on how much value you put on that. I think that this does hold with the Geelong history of drafting big midfielders. Um, so in that respect, I think it's a good fit for club. Um, but for me, I, I'm glad that he's gone to somewhere other than Port Adelaide in this draft. <laughs> I'm spewing he's not at, not coming to Port Adelaide. Uh, I love the kid. I reckon he's a great leader. I think uh, he's a really good size. It's the perfect fit for Geelong, really, because they need young midfielders coming through. They've got a real ageing midfield group. And uh, look, in a couple of years, he'll be you know, right in that engine room. Uh, leading the way. Um, he's proven to be a, an outstanding uh, footballer at SANFL level. He's done it all at that level this year. Yeah. Uh, he was great at the champs, um, super consistent with his ball-winning ability. Uh, maybe he could use it a bit better at times, but you know he's a great kick for goal as well. He's a goal-kicking midfielder. Um, as I said, perfect pick for Geelong, and um, they would be absolutely stoked to get him there, I reckon. Yeah, he strikes as a real Geelong boy. They would love him, I think. He looks like a Geelong player. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Porsche, you're up. Pick 15, oh, the Crows. Oh, cool. <laughs> I, better, I guess I'd better pick fairly. Um, so you're going to bid on Ben Silvani, I'm guessing, <laughs> at uh, this pick? No, but thank you for reminding me about bids because I am at this point tempted to have another look at Quaynor and West. Um, mm. I think this is where West starts coming into contention for a bit, to be honest. Okay. Maybe a bit earlier than some would expect, but I think that he's just such a 
he fits that small midfielder role so perfectly. And we'll get onto it when, he, when we actually build on him. I don't think I'm doing it. Um, I think I'm going to say Riley Collier-Dawkins. Collier-Dawkins. Um, yeah. All right. And the reason for that is I think that uh, he'll be a, a lovely compliment for a, a Jai Caldwell flair guy because he's just a big lump that'll bump in and get the ball, and I think they would work beautifully together. Um, yeah. I think that he fits the crowbot mould. I think that as soon as he plays the game, they'll talk about him being the next shooter, even though he's probably a billion miles off that. Um, but I think at this point, I think he's got a huge amount of potential. I like his attitude. I think he's going to be a hard worker for them. I think he'll fit a crowbot mould pretty well. I think he probably needs a little bit of direction because he's had a huge change in body shape in the last couple of years. So getting getting told, do this, do this, do this, do this, I think that'll be really good for his game. Um, and so I think that they'll probably get really good value from him, to be honest. So, yeah. Yeah. Look, he's potentially one of the best players in the draft. And uh, as we said last night, um, there's just something holding me back from liking him a lot more than what I do at the moment. Um, I think uh, I think it fits about right. I reckon they'd be stoked to get him there at 15, Riley Collier-Dawkins. He, he fits their future midfield group pretty well. He'll probably start up forward on a forward flank or something like that, you would think. Um, but in a couple of years, he'll be right in the guts. And... Um, you know, he's got that burst speed. Um, he can win the ball. He's aggressive towards it. Uh, he's probably everything you want in a midfielder. Uh, it's just whether he can learn to find a lot more of the ball than what uh, than what he currently does. Yeah. Um, but you would think the Crows would be after mids and look to get Coldwell and uh, and RCD. They would be uh, they would be very very happy with that duo. I would think. Mm. Yeah. He. Um... I think that if the Crows for him, I think is like best case scenario for him personally. Like if, if anyone's going to turn him, turn him into an elite, mid, I hate to say it, but yeah. if any team is going to turn him into an elite midfielder, it's probably going to be the Crows. I think. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I don't want him at Port at all. I think that he'll just be a bust here. I think he's got a high chance of busting. Yeah. I think the Crows would turn him into a player. Yeah. Like they'll. They'll, they'll set him expectations that he, I believe, it's in his character to try and meet, and I think that'll be really, really good for him. Whereas I think the chaos ball at Port Adelaide, I think he'd fit in really well early, but I don't think he'd develop, and I think that would be terrible. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Just, just like uh, Haitley looks like a Geelong player, I think Collier Dawkins looks like a Crow. That's the right um, name too, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Good Eastern Suburbs name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, so that leaves me with uh, Frio at pick 16. Yeah. And uh, for me, this is a very, very easy one here, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be Ian Hill. Oh, really? Got to be, wow. Got to be Ian Hill here. Um, That's a shock. I think, is it? Yeah, <laughs> probably not. Um, to play with his, uh, his cousins, I think, uh, would suit him exceptionally well. He gets to stay in Perth. I think he's got huge flight factor. Um, but look, he's a, he's a very, very good footballer, uh, can get the ball, um, is exceptionally good with using it. Very, very smart in, um, in his ball placement when he kicks it, uh, knows how to kick to a leading target. Uh, yes, he is short, 175 centimetres. Yes, he weighs about the same as a bookmark. Um, but you just can't deny the, the potential that he's got and the skill level that he's got. And I think for him to stay in Perth, play for Frio, uh, I think suits him perfectly. Yeah, 
look, I mean, I, I, he, the thing you like about him, you have to like about him, is his skill. I think he's evasive enough that he probably can play at his height and size. Um, I think at Freo, there's probably enough space for him to get away with it too. Uh, and I think it's a good environment for him to sort of develop in. Uh, we did mention, I think, in the WA week, or at least I did, um, that it, he's got that ability to do that really classy chip kick to a leading player. Um, that's yep. hugely important. And I guess in a side that's kind of, you know, in a bit of a, a mess right now as Fremantle is, I think that they'll really cherish that very quickly uh, when he starts playing games. So, uh, And particularly, I think, with a guy, you know, the, the, the midfielders, they've got, like, Brayshaw's pretty good, Chera's a bit wild. And I think that uh, adding a bit of class in uh, Hill, I think that, um, you know, the young guys coming through, I think that's a really good compliment. Yeah, um, Mac has probably heard me speak quite a bit about Hill pretty negatively, but most of it's in yeah. re- <laughs> most of it's in relation to Port because I really don't want him at Port, mostly because of how I fear that we will play him because we have a tendency yes. to push our bigs, we push our bigs up the ground and we push our smalls close to goal, yeah. which yeah. is like the opposite of what teams do and what they should do. And if we were to do that, if we were to push our bigs up there and then push in Hill deep, he'll get killed by AFL defenders. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And if he plays for a team that, you know, plays like your Rory Lobb and your down deep and they let he'll run up the, what, what is it called, Patterson Stadium on the wing, yep. then he's going to be fine. He that will play to his strengths. So yeah. There's some question marks there for me about him, but he does mostly because it's very coloured. Like I watched the game live um, at Albert and Oval, and he was really poor that day. Yeah, yeah, he I'm was. Sorry. He he was very he was very bad that day. He didn't get a lot of the ball at all. Look, I think um, I think he has the potential to play as a small forward if he does land at Frio uh, to play at the feet of Hogan and Lobb. Mm, I reckon um, would would suit him pretty well. Because um, I, I don't think Frio are going to do what we do with key forwards and play them on a back flank. Yeah. I think they'll leave them in the forward fifty, and uh, and that would suit Ian Hill Ian Hill down to the ground uh, to be able to to crumb at their feet and kick some uh, kick some clever goals. Yeah, well done, Maka. We'll just say it and give you a little bit of applause, and we'll move on. <laughs> All right, last pick. Stay for me. Last pick. We're doing. That's, really uh, Phil, you're up. Port Adelaide, pick 17. Oh, yeah. Pressure's on. Um, so around this pick, I was out of a list of names where I wanted to hear, like, Bert and Butters that I really wanted here. I thought that if um, if Jordan Clark made it to this pick, that he might be, like, a best available. Yeah. Um, I'm really not sold on so many players, like... <laughs> Chase, like people talk up Chase Jones, but like how many players have we seen do that from Tasmania, be like that kind of return and then come in the AFL and do nothing, just disappear? Yep. Yep. Especially 180 centimetre guys. Yep. Where they look good and then they just disappear. And I just don't feel safe picking him or any number of other guys. Um, mm. So the, the guy that I really, really, really like. And it's funny because Porsche is going to, because Mac had mentioned him before, but um, Williams, Bailey Williams. Oh. Oh, thank you. Bailey Williams. I, I really like him. He, um, I feel ill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. um, no, He's been good for a little while now. And he, I like the way he attacks the ball in the rough. Yeah. He, 
he hunts the ball in the, the ruck, so he has a bit of that, like he really wants the ball. And then when he's up forward, and this is my main criticism of so many forwards, is they just kind of, they're not as aggressive at the ball as what I would like, but he is. He kind of, I think, attacks the ball in the air. And I don't mind, I think his hands are pretty good as well. So, And I think there's a chance that he busts, but I think at this when I look at the names, I don't feel confident about any of these other guys to pick here, like Chase James or Liam Stocker or I don't know who else. I would just go, let's take the guy that can try to hopefully turn into a full forward, second rock behind Hayes. And, yeah. Fair enough. Porsche, you're up. You don't like him. You go for your life. <laughs> look, I don't like him. Uh, I feel like he's the closest thing to a key position player utility in that I think he just sort of runs around doing what he wants. He feels he feels like the big kid in Ozkick um, that just sort of runs around doing you know doing his best. He tries real hard, um, but he does a lot of stuff. He's not great. His disposal is slow, and I don't. I just mean like everything about it. It's slow. Like you see some guys, you get lightning fast, and he gives you an advantage. And I feel like his speed of his disposal is a disadvantage. I don't see what his role is at AFL level. I don't think if you put him in any one position and say you are this now. I don't think that he will excel. I think that part of his his standing out is the fact that he has been allowed to sort of roam around in different roles. Because uh, I think that as soon as an opponent sit, uh, seriously sits down and says, OK, how am I going to beat him? I think they'll do it. Um, yeah. I, I'm really unconvinced of this. We're, 17 is probably, given the way he's been rated, given his height, given his, you know, um, his engine and all that stuff, I think it's not unfair for him to go somewhere like this. But... Personally, I absolutely would hate to see him at Port Adelaide. Thank you very much. <laughs> I would love to see him at Port Adelaide. I reckon he's a gun. Um, I love his aggressiveness. I love his attack at the bowl. He's a huge contested mark. He kicks goals. He can play in the ruck. Um, look, we need developing tall forwards. We've got one under the age of, what did we say the other day, one under the age of 27, something like that. And um, he fits the bill. He's uh, he's ready to play. He's, he's got a he's a good size. Um, he's got good pace for a toll. Follows up the ball really well. Um, look, if we're missing out on Max King, if we're missing out on Ben King, uh, we're clearly missing out on Jack Lukosius. Um, and we want another developing toll. Then Bailey Williams is next best available. Simple as that. And uh, at pick 17, I, I really like that pick. I've got him at 10th on my uh, talent list, so I clearly like him a lot, and I reckon that's a bit of a bargain. Um, yeah, I would be very happy with that. For me, this is why I kept talking about in previous weeks about I reckon we might trade 15 down uh, and get an extra future pick because I feel like if Lukosius is gone... King's gone and Blakey's gone. I feel like our quest for a key forward has gone in the toilet and we'd better reload for next year. Um, I think that there are players available at this pick, considering you're not picking anymore, I'll just say who they are. I think that this pick I would have liked someone like a Liam, a Liam Stocker. I think he's excellent value and I know he's tipped to go a bit later, yeah. but I think he would be a great addition. Um, I might have bid on uh, Quayne Oran West at this pick. They'd both be in the, the, uh, the area. Um, look, I mean, I think that there's players you could have a crack at. I think that if you said, oh, we want to trade our 17 down to pick 30 in a second round next year or something, I would be pretty keen on that if someone came to us with that kind of offer, you know, pick 30 and next year's pick um, in the second round. I would be very excited about that. Yeah. It's interesting how this phantom draft has played out because I would definitely have picked Williams there um, as next best available. But on my talent list, you look at the players who are left – 
Will Kelly's next. He's academy-linked. Bailey Scott's after him. He's academy-linked. Mm-hmm. Quainall's after him. He's academy-linked. Well, Sydney Stack's there. He's definitely not going to go that early. Um, then there's Curtis Taylor, who we probably don't need. Um, I might have picked him there. Chase Jones, you know, another no. small bid. I don't think we would go go that way. Um, maybe Liam Stocker. Maybe someone like Tom Sparrow might have been uh, worth a punt there. Um, but I'm pretty happy with Williams there. Mm. Um, and look, that's uh, that's the Phantom Draft over. Uh, so we end up with Isaac Rankin, we end up with Zach Butters and Bailey Williams. Would we be happy with that draft pool? Um, I'll just add one thing before we do that, which is that uh, a reason I would like Liam Stocker is if we did happen to pick up Bailey Smith at um, pick five, you'd be adding an extra Sandringham guy, an extra midfielder, and also a guy that has said he wants to be one cup player to keep Bailey Smith from being homesick. There you go. Um, as yeah. far as I Fair enough. This, but as, we didn't pick Bailey Smith at pick no, five. We, we picked Isaac Rankin. We, we Isaac Rankin. <laughs> and so if you come out of this draft, it's kind of like a, a best-case nightmare scenario, if, if that makes any sense. <laughs> In that, yeah, we've got Isaac Rankin. Fantastic. We've got Zach Butters. Great. We've got Bailey Williams. I mean, yeah, all right. And you can say, look, we addressed our needs. We've got a couple of... Midfielders and we got a key forward and it's like oh, yeah but we did it the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> That's my yeah, it's, it's it's probably fair, but look, Rankin could be the best player in the draft. Butters absolutely will be a, a good um, AFL type, and uh, and we need his sort of bowl use. And Williams could be anything, could be a bust, could be anything. At that point in the draft, I'm happy to take the punt and take the risk there. I reckon that's a pretty good draft hole. I would be um, I would be happy with that on uh, on Thursday night. What do you reckon, Phil? Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty good. It's not dream best scenario, but in this there was really no sliders because we all kind of really just picked the really rated guys. So there wasn't in an ideal world we would probably have some of these other someone slide. Like that's my hope is someone like a Butters or a, or a Sturt kind of slides to that poor pick. Yeah. Right, um, yeah. Really gets kind of tough after those kind of big names. I don't think there's very much in this draft once you get to um, when you start looking at Khalid Dawkins and Hill as your players. Mm. I don't think there's a huge gap between them and really some of the other names. I think you realise just different. how just how even it is after that top elite group. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I would yeah. so much rather have two second rounders than that pick fifteen, to be honest. Yep. Mm. And and look, I mean, I feel that's definitely a thing. Like, I think that when we get to pick fifteen, <clears throat> even if we're not super excited, because I mean, and also we're coming out of this, this is our third pick, but for a lot of clubs, they haven't even had a first round pick. I reckon mm. we would be saying, "Hey guys, now's your time. Come up if your player's still available. Come and have a chat with us. Come and have a chat with us. Mm. Tell us what you got." I think this is where we start playing a bit of games and shit. Yeah, we paid a price during trade week. But uh, as everyone knows, auctions only get higher as you get closer to their dawn. Um, so we might even get something really good out of that if the club goes, oh, my God, I can't believe that X is available. We've got to get them. We've got to get them. Uh, and if, particularly this being the first year of the new system, someone's going to make a mistake. And it might be in our advantage. Who knows? Might be. Yeah. It's, it's funny how it played out, this draft. Um, you know, I think we would all like Smith and King with our first pick. Yes. But we got Rankin, who is <laughs> a massive slider. Yeah. And uh, you know that's pants down, lap around the table time. But then you look, you look just before our second pick, and you know Rosie, Ben King, Coldwell, and Clark 
would all fit really, really well with um, pick 10. And um, to see guys like Sturt and Haightley, and and he'll go before our third pick, um, you realise just how even it is. And, uh, and yeah. But, look, I'm, I'm reasonably happy with, with what we've done there. And, uh, look, I think, um, you know, we obviously don't have another pick until 85. Uh, whether we even use that or not, I'm not even sure. Um, I would say it's pretty doubtful. Um, but we do have a few rookie picks. Um, do you each want to pick maybe two players that you think might be there at the rookie draft that would interest you? James Blank, uh from Big Country. He's not been named on any list that I've seen so far of main draft draftees. And, I, you know, we do still kind of need to replace a homsh. So I would love to get James Blank in, who's available for the rookie list. Uh, he's fun. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. Um, as for others, uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'll have a look through my list and someone else can go now. <laughs> Phil, what do you reckon, mate? Uh, I'm hoping that, like, uh, Hanrahan slips through to the rookie draft. Yep. He's not someone I want to take in the main draft, but if he goes through to the uh, rookie draft, because he's, I really like um, some of the stuff he does. But he's, like, he's very much a project player. So yep. it's like, you know, he's... But it, there's a project play with a few things that, if you put them together, it'd be really good for us. Yeah. Uh, I'd be happy with that as well. I think he's got good athleticism. I think he's got good pace, uses the ball well. Maybe he could be a bit smarter with his ball use and take a few more risks, I think. But um, look, if he was to fall through to the rookie draft, I think he's someone that would certainly fit the bill and, and suit how we kind of try to play football as well. Um, Can I do my I, second one? I've got my second yeah, one. Yeah, absolutely. My second yep. one is uh, as a Schofield one, which is if Luke Foley drops, um, I don't know if he will, but he's probably, I, I really I like him a lot. He's uh, from Subiaco, which is why I say there's a Schofield link. Uh, 187 centimetres, 75 kilos. He's a defender. I like that he's thoughtful in his disposal and he is a precision kick. He has class and I think he's a pretty complete halfback. Uh, and I think that getting him on the rookie list would be amazing if he did drop. I think that he's probably a late draftee. Type. He might even be able to pick 85, um, but I, think, I reckon there'd be a shot that he could drop. Who knows? I reckon he'll be gone top 30, top yeah. 40, I reckon. Okay. Yeah, well, I reckon he'll go guess. pretty early. If he was there, absolutely pick yeah. him. Uh, the Schofield link would uh, would be great. And, um, yeah, he looks like a good uh, future midfielder as well. Uh, Phil, do you want to pick another? Um, probably another defender. Like, well, what's the Australian... Grundy, um, yeah. Through there, I'd look at him. I mean, if we got say, if we got blank, then I wouldn't bother. But you know, if we didn't grab blank and he got through there, I mean, he's a little bit off in some of his stuff, but he's he's close enough that you know, if he just put a few things together, we'd be like, okay, we've got a defender here, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I I love the blank pick. Um, I, I rate him pretty highly. Um, I think Grundy's a good stopper, but he needs to learn how to play football a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, he's the sort of person which is probably the perfect sort of rookie pick, really, because you can put him there. He doesn't cost you much money. Um, they're easy to delist if it doesn't work out, and um, you just have him there to develop and you know to get him to develop at SNFL level. He might be uh, someone that uh, a couple of years down the track might be a very very good player. Um, I like Luke Foley. I like Hanrahan. For me, I reckon if I was to pick a couple, um, I, I would really hope that Aaron Nitschke falls yeah. through. Yeah. Um, he'd be my first one. 
Um, and look, I think there is a chance that he does. I, I reckon he might go late in the draft. I think so too. If he falls through to the rookie draft, I'd I'd be calling his name out first. Um, and the other one uh, who I think might maybe fall through is uh, Daly Andrews. That's the the other okay. one I reckon. Who we spoke? I think we spoke about yesterday. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He's a more of a wing halfback, good pace, oh. long kick. Um, again, more of a project player, hasn't played a lot of footy, um, but that's what the rookie list is for, isn't it? Yeah, look, I mean, Daly Andrews, I was critical of him. As a rookie, I guess I'm a lot less critical. My concern was that he's got pace, but I don't think there's a lot else to his game apart from that, so that when that's shut down, when there's not somewhere he can run to, I feel like he's a bit ordinary, but, you know, developing at rookie level, why not? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's... that's look, the other one who I completely missed is probably Stefan Radovanovic. Oh, yeah. um, a because of his name is fucking awesome, and uh, and B he's got uh, explosive plays, can play down back and play in the midfield, and uh, could be something special, could be an absolute bust, but um, I'd be willing to take that chance with the rookie pick. What about Shane Barzen or Zane Barzen? Sorry, um, from Zane Barzen. Yeah, Zane Barzen. Uh, yeah. Just, See, we've yeah. already got Jack Watts. That's that's true. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> we've already got Jack Watts and he's pretty much Jack Watts except for the love well I don't know maybe he does love swimming and tits as well I'm not sure but uh, um, who knows <laughs> yeah. uh, look he, look. If, if we weren't to get Williams I'd be okay with picking Barzin with a late rookie pick just to see if he could develop because he does use the bowl exceptionally well he's one of the best bowl users in the draft just doesn't get a lot of it. That's the, that's the problem. I would prefer to pick a good midfielder uh, and Barzen than Williams and pretty much anyone. <laughs> mm. See, if, if we were going to go with a key forward late, like a, a, as a rookie pick, even though I don't particularly like him, I'd probably prefer Hudson Garoni, really. Okay, okay. Just because he's a bit of a bigger lump, bit of a different sort um, than what we've already got on the list. Um and if if we were to go, yeah, small in the main draft, I'd probably look to him. Now, I'll throw a name out that's not a recommendation. Boyd Woodcock from North Adelaide. I reckon there'll be a few yep. court fans out there saying, yeah, Boyd Woodcock for the rookie list. Why have you mentioned him? So I've mentioned him. I don't like him. What do you guys reckon? Phil? Uh, he's one of my favourite players to watch. Like he's, ah. a fun, he's a fun footballer. So you watch him. So I want him to make it, and whoever he makes it to play for, but it's most likely going to be a state league team. They're going to have lots of fun watching him. He plays because he's so short, but he actually does play a bit taller than what he is. So it's not yeah. as bad as that. But he's still very, very risky, and there's still. I mean, he, so what he has going for him is he's a footballer, footballer, yeah. but there's enough. And make me think that he's not. If we picked him with a rookie pick, I'd be like, oh yeah, I love watching him for the Magpies, but I would not be very, yeah. very much expecting him at all to have an AFL career. I think he'll go in the main draft. I love watching him as well. I, th- you know, I hope he gets drafted and wish him all the best. Um, would I like him at Port? I think we've got enough of that sort of type of player already. Um, but he, again, he's certainly exciting to watch, and. Um, yeah, look, if if he does manage to fall through, I wouldn't be against picking him up. We seem to like picking up 174 centimetre guys in the rookie draft, so 
Um, if you're a betting man, you'd probably want to put some money on picking him up. But at least there's a good overhead. Like we we pick 174 centimeter guys that are not even good overhead, which is just yeah. the worst. Thing. But he he does play a bit taller than what he is. Yeah. Any others that uh, worth mentioning? I'm done. No. Nah. Good. Okay. Uh, were there any big right, footy questions? Or? There is a few big footy questions, so we'll, we'll go through them. Um, first one is from Andre. When you've done the draft, can each host give us who they think after their initial contract is the draftee who walks? Oh, of all of them or just for Port? Because if it's for all of them, it's going to be an Adelaide player. <laughs> Doesn't say. Doesn't say if it's uh, if it's for all of them or just for Port. I think if it's all of them, it'll be Bailey Smith. Um, if it's just Port, given who we picked, I would say uh, Zach Butters. If it's for all of them, I say Jai Coldwell leaving Adelaide because I think if he has another injury run, he doesn't play games and whatever else. I think he's going to be like, oh, this sucks. I'm over here. I'm not even playing games. I want to go home. I think that's a very real scare for anyone drafting Jai Coldwell outside of Victoria. Uh, but that's only if he gets injured. If he's playing games, I think he's fine. Uh, for Port Adelaide, of the ones we named, uh, uh, Bailey, Bailey Williams, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, pretty much whoever Gold Coast drafts. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> It's the safe bet, isn't it? Well, I mean, to be fair, Phil, you did orchestrate that by giving them Bailey Smith. (laughs) (laughs) And Connor Rose, you're going to go home. First contract. Pick pick the guy that's going to play good football early and is going to make an impact on the team, and you've got to get a good pick score. Well, I mean, in theory, that's what they tried to do with Setterfield, and that didn't work out, did it? (laughs) Mm. That's a GWS. Oh, GWS, sorry. I'm wrong. There you go. But there was, I think it was a similar principle. You know, Northern teams, they're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next uh, next one is from It Just Is, and that's uh, if you had the fictitious title of Port Adelaide's rookie draft recruitment manager, how would you go about deciding the composition of the rookie list and the players you would draft? Uh, for example, best available, target-specific types, best, at, best athletes, high ceilings, mature age players, etc. Uh, well, my dream scenario is one small who could play in case of emergency and the rest being tall or raw players. Phil? I've got a most upside. Yeah. It kind of depends who you pick in the main draft, really, and what your list structure is like. So it would change every year. But um, I would think there's probably... I agree with Porsche. I would want a midfielder that can step up and play uh, in case of emergency then I'd probably want a developing toll and maybe a, another developing small, something like that. Um, maybe a raw kid, raw athlete type that um, that can learn footy, um, that sort of thing. I don't mind taking risks with uh, with rookie picks. I want to see Port stay away from doing what we've done so many times, which is like look for stopgap players. You know, the players that mm. come in and they just play 50 games like a Kane Mitchell, and then just disappear. Mm. I'd much rather find your Tom Jonas or you find your, you know, other players that can, that can go on and play 150, 200-plus games for your club. Yeah, well, for me, my, 
my complaint about Port Adelaide rookie listing is that I think, you, like I said, you draft a midfielder and you draft tools, and I think the midfielder you'd list after a year if they're not elevated, and I think the tools in rule players you'd list after two years if they're not elevated, and we never do that. <laughs> yep. Uh, next question is from Johns, and it is, who will be the who pick in the first round? As in, who the hell is that? Uh, we obviously saw Will Powell go to Gold Coast last year with a very early pick. Um, he came from the clouds. Uh, he's tipping Rowbottom to go uh, late teens, early 20s. Um, I'm going to say Jacob Kennelly, because, and I hope it's someone other than us. Wow. I think okay. some, someone might get sucked in by him, and he might go in the first round. I think, I think Sam Sturt will be the who pick, as in not many people probably know who he is because he didn't play championships. Um, but, yeah, Kennelly would certainly be a big surprise to go that early. Yeah. And that, uh, that probably, yeah, that suits that question perfectly, I, I reckon. Who do, you, who do you reckon, Phil? Uh, it's hard trying to find who someone's going to go early for, and I think it might be maybe like a Ned. Henry, oh, really? someone might like early on him. Yep, it wouldn't surprise me. And by early, I mean like I consider anything top twenty for him early. But someone might bite him in the top fifteen or something. That's um, if I can have another go, I might say a Connor McFadden, um being a bit on. He's academy. Okay. Yeah. He is. Yeah. yeah. He could, yeah, I could see that happening as well. Uh, And the last one is from Nelson51, and that is, uh, I just listened to last night's pod in regards to if Smith drops to 10, and if he is a flight risk, would you be happy trading back or getting a future pick instead of drafting him? If Smith drops to 10 and we don't draft him, burn Albert down. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Burn it to the ground. Yeah. Yeah, if if Smith is there at ten and we um, decide to accept some bid for pick sixteen and a first round pick next year, then I, I will definitely be crying. Um, absolutely, mm. that would be disastrous. Indeed, um, we've got a question from Spreaker Chat. Are we done with the big footy ones, or have we got no more? Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right, from JB on the Spreaker chat, asking how... I've already given him an answer, which you can probably predict. He's asked, how do you feel about old Cal Toomey giving us uh, Rosie Clark and Dersma for our picks in his Phantoms? <laughs> Rosie good, Clark good, Dersma, no, thank you very much. That's a double nightmare and an eh for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, they tried to fill our need by giving us some sort of running players. But you don't feel like there's a lot of talent there that might work out. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like it's a little a little early on each of them, kind yeah. of. Yeah, comfortably. Um, I, I find but that, that's always the thing with other people's phantom drafts. I look at it and I go, "Oh, do you even know what we as a club sort of need?" Sort of thing. Yeah, but I think even if you ignore needs, like if you just go on. Sure thingness, talentness, and all that stuff. Like I don't, I can't see a case to Connor Rosie being above six. I just, I honestly can't. I can't see how he cracks the top five of Lukosius Walsh, Smith, Max King, 
by Kian Rankin, top six that is. I don't think he, I don't think he goes ahead of any of them personally. I, I don't I don't see I can make a case for. It. I feel like that's the rigid line. Yeah, I think he fits in that group. Um, but I, I rate him a, a little bit higher than what uh, than what you do. Mm. I'm not saying I don't rate him, but I think that he's clearly the dividing line between you know blue chip and really good. Yeah, well, I think he's part of the blue chip. All right, there mm-hmm. we go. All right, well, that's it for this evening. That's the Phantom done. Hey. Uh, you can join us on uh, Thursday night live. We're not sure what time we'll be going live. It'll be before the draft. Um, hoping to uh, to start recording somewhere around 6 o'clock, which gives us uh, half an hour of lead-up. Mm. Um, but, yes, you can join us on Spreaker and uh, ask us plenty of questions as the draft goes on. I've got my champagne in the fridge, my vodka in the freezer, and I'm going to be cooking brownies tomorrow night. I'm all set. I've got some craft, plenty plenty of craft beers. I've got some red wine. I've got some cheese. (laughs) Um, My my freezer is stocked with uh, potato gems. It's uh, it's all happening. It's all happening. (laughs) (laughs) Going to be good. That's it. Phil, thanks for coming on, mate. Uh, It's been a pleasure. Uh, uh, congratulations on surviving our hazing by giving you some of the really tricky picks to, to deal with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to throw a spanner in the works by picking Smith. You really did. Oh, that was great. That was a that was nasty great. retort, that one. That was a good surprise. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. Until Thursday, can the pair. Can for. Come on, Phil. Phil, get in there. Can for. Hey. Bots. Puts the ball across towards a teammate. Rick's hand pass, though. Slapped and now needs away. Everything falling into place. Need the beneficiary running down towards the 50. Lines up. Bacon goal square. How about this? This is breathtaking. <laughs>